0: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy daily drop-in. We are live every single morning at 7 a.m. Eastern, and today is no different. Good morning. It's Friday. I have Brad Hughes with me, which now is just going to be like the norm. Brad, you and I are together on Fridays. I feel like we're we're kicking off a moment of tradition. I love moments of tradition. Just like you guys already know, if you've been tuning in for the last few weeks of daily drop-in. We have a few special things that only happen on Fridays that we'll get into here in just a little bit. Please make sure you go grab your coffee. We're so excited to get ready for you and kick off your morning so we can end this week with a lot of excitement, with a bang, as we wrap up our topic that we've been focusing on all week long, relationships, relationships, relationships. So go fill up your coffee, spit your toothpaste out. Let's get started with the day.
1: I'm gonna go to bed
0: Good morning everyone. We're so thrilled you are joining us either live, streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch, or even after the fact. We love when people either listen on the Teach Bear Talk podcast or maybe they're catching this afterwards. Brad Hughes is here. Brad, what's up, dude?
1: Everything is great here in Ontario, Canada. Ray, how are you this morning? All well? Oh my
0: gosh. It is good. It's still, you know, quite uh early for mm-hmm. my central time zone. I'm in the Chicagoland area, but I was so excited for today, Brad. I feel like this has been on my calendar because we're starting a tradition today, and I am a sucker for traditions.
1: <laughs> I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm pretty blessed to have the opportunity to, to join the co-host with the most in the central time zone. That's Ray Hewitt here on the Daily Drop-Ins every Friday. So yeah, a tradition, and uh, we've got a fantastic foundation, a great relationship among co-hosts, an amazing Teach Better family to cheer us on. And and it's only going to get better and better from here, my friend.
0: I love it. Speaking of Teach Better family to all come together, Alex is here. Bree is here. Good morning. Good morning. We always love when you guys are popping in the comments. We love to hear from you. And also, if you're willing, we'd love to have you share. Wherever you're watching on, share the feed that you're watching. You know, Daily drop-in happens every single morning. And the goal of daily drop-in is really just to spread some positivity it's to kick off your morning on the right foot and also maybe share some information that might be valuable for you as you move into your day i know that we have a good news segment that brad you are the rock star good news i can't wait to hear what the good news is today we have a celebration of some holidays being celebrated today which will be a wonderful little addition to um some conversation we'll be having and then we're focusing on relationships and brad i just had a feeling I just had a feeling that this was a topic you might have some opinions on. I don't know.
1: Uh, your feeling is spot on there, Ray. It's uh, for me, all good things that we uh, celebrate and accomplish in education boil down to the relationships that we establish and the relationships that we constantly intentionally nurture. Uh, and when we hit a snag in a relationship, that's an opportunity for us to dig deeper uh, and to figure out what we can do to make that relationship stronger. I mean, uh uh, there's there there's nothing off the table once you get the relationship train started, and uh, it like I said, it's the foundation of all good things. So yeah, I might have an opinion or two. <laughs> Just an opinion or two,
0: and that will be perfect. We'll get
1: to that when we get to our brainstorm bank
0: segment. We'll be able to kind of dive into not only obviously some great dialogue we've had throughout the week on this topic, but. But also what are those tactical strategies that you can take right now and as you're walking into your building in a few hours or maybe just as you're engaging with students today how can you continue to foster relationships there's been a great discussion all week long i can't wait to wrap it up sandra is here with us good morning sandra it's so good to see you brad i went live yesterday with andrea in our private facebook group which By the way, those of you listening, if you aren't a part of the Pride Facebook group and you're an educator, come join us. Come join the family over there. Um, But we were live literally just answering questions. Sandra has so many good questions. She's such mm-hmm. a wonderful educator, always
1: learning. She's sure. Uh, and, and that the, the engagement that Sandra and uh, I know it's Alex and Brianna here. I mean, the, the engagement that our Teach Better members and, and, and Facebook group members bring mm-hmm. is what makes it comes alive for us hosts is uh, the energy of being able to respond to what your needs and questions are. And it's amazing. I noticed that Alex is here, our, our Badood, uh, which is wonderful. Alex was was officially christened Badood last night in our... Uh, Uh, Our Teach Better chat and and Ray, all all thanks to you, all inspiration from you. Uh, You know, welcome to the the Guild of Badudes.
0: I cannot tell you what how how much of an honor it was that during a Teach Better chat on Thursday nights over on Twitter, which by the way, guys, we only have one more of those left for the fall. Limited Um, time offer. I mean, he even updated his profile bio to include it. I mean, we're talking serious (laughs) accomplishments here.
1: Talk about investment. Alex is invested and in authentic through and through. Boom, it's on his profile. He's a Badood. So, I love you know, it. As, as, as the knighter of as the bestower of the Badood, uh, Milady, I defer to you for all future Badood uh, uh, bestowing.
0: I love it. Guys, if you want to hear or I'm sorry, read that conversation that was in a series of tweets, you can search hashtag TeachBetter over on Twitter and look at all the shenanigans. It was quite a good time. Katie Micklin is here. Katie is finishing out her first. Week back with students. Katie, I hope that you're doing well. Brad, I know that I, I actually would really love for you to share a little bit about your background in case for some reason people haven't caught you yet on daily drop-in. Obviously, you'll be here every Friday now. So people, people know you. I just think that just in case somebody's brand new, but I'd also, I, I mean, I'd love to eventually transition into the, the tiredness an educator feels at the at the first week back like holy cow that's a topic worth discussing so a little bit about you first
1: thanks ray uh i'm uh brad hughes i'm an elementary school principal uh k-6 principal in uh, waterloo region ontario canada uh this is my 27th year as an educator 16 years as a classroom teacher from uh, k to eighth grade Uh, most recently i taught uh, middle school uh, french music and visual arts i'm also a special educator with qualifications, both in the classroom and as an administrator. So special education is also one of my passions and uh, a huge advocate and, and, and hopefully huge contributor to the teach better team as a, as an ambassador, as a blogger, as a daily drop in co-host with the most, which is so, so cool. Uh, And I'm also host of the good news, Brad news podcast, which is returning soon to the, uh, uh, the teach better podcast family after uh, I I think uh, a, a much needed summer break to recharge, reconnect and get some more, uh, a creative workflows going, so I'm excited to uh, debut a new uh, a new blog series. Uh, it may actually be as soon as tomorrow on the uh, on the Teach Better website. Uh, and anyway, everything is uh, everything is great for me. My professional and my family life are just uh, energized and flowing. So it's great to be with you,
0: Brad. It's it's really too bad that you have so much time on your hands. Mm-hmm. I just think it's so unfortunate that you don't just fill your fill your day with you know different things. You just seem to be so one dimensional.
1: Yeah, and the good news, Ray, is once you cross the 49th parallel up to Canada, there's actually an extra hour that's tacked on. Not many people know that, but those of us in the Great White North I- enjoy a, a 25-hour workday. And and I I heard an- someone observed that our, our good good friend Livia Chan, where someone observed, does Livia ever sleep? I want to assure you that I do sleep. And and uh, in addition to kindness and dad jokes, napping is one of my superpowers. Like I can fall asleep uh, anytime, anywhere. My family just. Thinks it's hilarious, and where's where's Dad? Always asleep, you know. But boom, I, 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 I get things done, and I'll tell you, I'm, I'm so energized by uh, the friendship and the interest that Teach Better Team has brought to me.
0: That alone is a reason to move to Canada. If that was true, and you had more hours in the day, that alone, I would pick up my. Pick up my lifestyle, grab the two pups, and I'd be yeah. up there in a heart.
1: Absolutely, it's absolutely true. It's it's it can be confirmed on like a reputable website like uh, Snopes or Wikipedia. And in fact, in talking about time management, all Canadian daytimers are maple scented. So you just open your day you go, and you're ready for the day. It's like a breath of fresh air. It's really, really incredible. There's a lot of opportunities here uh, here in Canada for those who are looking to uh, you know expand their horizons. And and maple scented daytimers is is just the start.
0: There you go, friends. This is the information you get on daily drop-in. Harm-hitting facts, deep discussion. I mean, this is what we get. Good morning to Joe. I saw Joe popped in. I was also able to chat with him yesterday. Joe, it's good to see you. So so Brad, tell me, I mean, all these educators that that we have in our our wonderful Teach Better family are kind of in different phases of entering into the, the new school year, right? This is such an exciting time. Some people still have you know, possibly four weeks until they head back to co- back to school. Some teachers that I've been speaking to have been back for like three weeks. I mean, truly, this is such a big phase that we're in, especially here on, you know, North America with with so many different districts and 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 traditions on how we get back to school, just specifically, because I'm going to shout out Katie Miglin because I know her schedule. She is entering into Friday morning first week back with students like holy cow, teacher tired really sets in at this
1: point. It really does. And it it harkens back to something, Ray, that you have shared out and continue to promote. And that is focusing on your daily best. Uh, This is a time of year when expectations of ourselves, let alone what we feel expectations of others might be on us, are huge, huge. Uh, And it's it's essential that we monitor our, our energy. And it's essential that we get more and more comfortable with giving ourselves permission to, Provide our daily best, which of mm-hmm. course flows out of the energy, uh, the amount of sleep, uh, the just everything. It, it, it all flows out of yes, yep, coffee powered, absolutely. So, um, you know, educators, as you reflect on wherever you are or have been or where you're going to, monitor that energy and make monitoring and honoring that energy a priority, unapologetically, uh, because you. It's often often said you can't pour from an empty cup. I'm glad mine isn't empty right now, but uh, if that cup is half full, you've still got half a cup to provide, but you don't want to, you don't want to empty that cup and, 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 and tip over to where you have to recoup a lot of, uh, a lot of energy, a lot of time. So that's it. Monitor what you need, monitor what you can provide, give it freely. And the last thing I guess is, is, is name what you need. If, if you are dead tired uh, you can even name that to your, to your students or your faculty members like, uh, and, and model that daily best. I, on, a, on a scale of one to 10, in terms of my gas tank, I'm at a two, but I'm going to give you that two kids, or I'm going to give you that two office team, or I'm going to give you that two faculty members. Um, and I, I ask you to honor, honor that. And in, in times like this, I often coach uh, students and teachers to be gentle, kind, slow things down, and just to be aware that, that people's energy levels are going to vary and, and people just might need that extra bit of patience uh, and that extra bit of support at times like this.
0: Oh, I love that recommendation. It's perfect for a Friday. It's perfect for every day, but a reminder that so many of us need as we enter into a Friday that we're going to give everything we have that that we possibly can but I love this quote that Alex pulled out saying monitor and manage your energy that is so important for this morning cheers to all of you by the way that are drinking coffee with us this morning great to see you we are hoping to kick off your Friday with the right energy the right reminders to really allow you to excel throughout your day whatever that looks like for you I thought Brad, I know that your favorite segment of Daily Drop In is probably the good news segment. So I'd really like to transition there cuz we not only have a great news story that I want to make sure we share with our incredible network to probably hopefully spread some inspiration, spread some joy, but also it could be a great conversation starter as you continue to foster relationships with your colleagues and and with your students, but also there is some elements that I think we should celebrate today that I want to bring up. So can we transition to our Good News segment?
1: Looking forward to it. Let's do
0: it. Let's do it. Good morning, everyone. You know how our Good News segment begins. We just get to celebrate wonderful things going on in the world, not only funny holidays that you could choose to celebrate today. I loved that this week we had Fajita Day. That was a huge highlight of, of my week. Um, but we're also going to get into some good news stories Karen's jumping in. She says that she's going to finish setting up her classroom today. Karen, I'm so glad you're starting your morning with us before you go and set up your wonderful classroom for students. And Megan Wells is here. So we know we can get started because the Green Heart Queen is in the house. So I'm so glad. The party has
1: officially started because Megan Wells is with us. Absolutely. I know. It really
0: does work that way. Um, For those of you who are not connected to Megan Wells, please go do so. She's an incredible educator in the Teach Better family and the creator of the Green Heart what would you call that? The Green Heart Movement, I feel like is what we
1: call I, it. I think so. It, it may have started as an initial act that, that kind of blended into, into a tradition. Uh, now it's a movement. I think it's well on its way to a revolution, Ray. I'm not sure how you think about that.
0: Yeah, I don't. I I think revolution is top notch. It was during a 12-hour live once that uh, I'll have to go back and find out when specifically that was. I'm sure Megan knows, but the Green Hearts were, were started and they never right. ended. There were so many Green Hearts that day. They continue. And now, Brad, I don't know about you. But I feel like anytime anything great, anything I agree with comes up, I feel the need to like post green hearts, whatever yeah. that looks like.
1: I do the same, especially in our Teach Better networks. If a green heart means I love you, I'm grateful for you, and yeah, Teach Better on. And I, I've been really grateful. I've, I've I've experienced a deluge of green hearts, uh, an avalanche of green hearts, uh, a flood of green hearts, and I mean there, there's all kinds of ways that you can share those green hearts with just. Actively. actively and probably just get some weather in there, just, you know, like a, mm, a thunderstorm of green hearts descending mm-hmm. on you. So, uh, it, it's the green heart revolution is on. And I think that's, that's maybe the next thing we need for our teach better swag shop.
0: Um, Brad, I feel like you are starting uh, like, like we could have a lot of conversation around using, you know, storming and weather for, mm-hmm. for green hearts. I would love to be in a green heart thunderstorm or a, or a green heart. I, I mean, there, there, there are so many options here. We are opening up a can of worms.
1: Well, we I think early in the days of, well, early, still early, but early in the days of, of the of the return of the daily drop-in, we, we kind of speculated about having like a weather report, uh, you mm-hmm. know, and we could adapt that to make sure that, you know, whether that you're in the central US or, or maybe you're in Australia, that, that the green heart forecast is updated for everyone. So they know that when they get up, they open the door, they, they, know, what's, they know what's in store in terms of the mm-hmm. green heart, uh, the situation
0: i like it alex says it was the first ever 12 hour live is that true i kind of thought it was the second i don't know we've done we've done four total 12 hour live specials here on the teach better team we'll have another coming up in the next few months and i do remember it was during the first half an hour of this 12 hour live and we did something along the lines of like when somebody on camera said the word better you needed to flood the chat with green hearts If this was the first one, great. If it was the second one, whenever, I'm going to tell you, it like changed the game. And Megan says, Megan's confirming, it was the second 12-hour live that we did, which would have been December 29th, 2020. And holy cow, did the green heart movement just change the game. After that 12-hour live though, Brad, I will tell you, I was having a little bit of overload because I just felt like I had green hearts across my eyes every moment of the day.
1: Talk about investment in relationship, though, Ray. I mean, I I I think of Alex and Megan, and there's another Teach Better member whose name escapes me right now, but they're like the they're like the Teach Better archivists. Like they they pay attention to everything, they remember everything. Yeah, uh, 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 Brad, you made your first appearance on Daily Drop In on uh, May eighteenth, twenty twenty. I'm thinking. I can't remember where I left my car keys when I came in last night, but you've got. But they've they've got this down. It, but it just it just goes back to what we started. It's, it's that it's that investment. It's that care, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. everybody pours what they can into uh, into opportunities to connect with the Teach Better team. I'm grateful for our archivists. I mean, maybe maybe hashtag Teach Better Archivist is another another great idea for our swag store.
0: I do love our swag store, guys. You yeah. can head over to see all the Teach Better swag, and many of which includes Green Hearts over at TeachBetter.com. Um, there's so much there. I, I do love all that stuff. Um, I will say, Brad, there's a whole kind of avenue of conversation we could have here. I know we're focusing on relationships. We haven't even gotten to our good news segment yet. But but the idea of building relationships, you know, our network spans across the world and 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 so many different pockets of teach better family members, whether it be the mastermind that comes together weekly or the ambassadors that seemingly engage every single day with one another, right. the majority of our network has never met. And, and I just think that there's an important reminder that we have that as we discuss investment and, and things that we can do to foster relationships, truly we have beat all odds you know our family is the perfect example of people that can be close knit family and not engage with each other every day physically together and you know Brad you and I are a wonderful example mm-hmm. we get to do this every single you know week together and we've had so much dialogue and conversation we've never met in person, met and, in person. Know, it's so funny.
1: I think that goes to i mean that, that 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 proves something that we as educators and others are experiencing through the pandemic is that uh, whether whether it's in person or moderated through a camera, relationships are something that you embody. Uh, we embody our loving and caring relationship ray with with the eye contact, with with the posture, with the relaxed stance, with the excitement. But it, a key to that is is really good listening. Like you, you listen to and learn about what my needs, interests, uh, strengths are. Uh, everybody, everybody who approaches an interaction with the Teach Better team through technology is is that invested and, and it's something that can it's something that's embodied and it really makes it something that you know when we do get a chance to meet in person it's going to be a blowout green heart stravaganza uh, because sure. it, can you just imagine I, I can just imagine the outpouring of relief and excitement to actually you know when it's safe to do so handshake high five or put my arms around people and give them a hug and say you have been so important to me In the past 18 months you have no idea and and that story is going to be repeated dozens and dozens and dozens of times uh by all of our teach better family so it it really is something that we embody even if we can't meet in person
0: well and i i mean first of all i feel like i'm getting chills like these are all the feel goods of the morning i love that we're starting with a friday sharing our love and appreciation for one another but you know, it's just so funny to me that that these really all are authentic relationships. At least, truly, in in my mind, you know, even the members of the Teach Better team. We have twenty six people on the Teach Better team. I think I've met like maybe fifteen of them. Maybe I mean, truly, like even within you know the team, within the ambassadors, within the mastermind group, within the podcasters, within the guest bloggers, the the relationship is so much more than physically meeting um in person and. You know Nikki comments in in our in our discussion right now. Every time I see Nikki, I can tell you like five fun facts about her. One of which is something she just commented on that she owns like everything in the stinking swag store. Like she is a a walking ad for Teach Better, and I just I love that that Nikki and I. You know I hope to meet Nikki um someday very very soon. But yeah. these are the types of of relationships that we have the opportunity to form not only with Teach Better members but but with our students, with our stakeholders and, and with every educator in the educational community, because whether they're really active in our family or not, we should still be welcoming them with open
1: arms and fostering deep relationships with them because we
0: all can learn from everybody um, in this incredible space. So I, it's 100%. Just-
1: and, and as we learn from each other, it's about recognizing and leveraging the networks that we have. I mean, in tough times like this, uh, you know, during the pandemic or just in, in the busyness of life as educators, it's easy to say, I can't, I don't have time for I've never, it won't work. Um, you know, teach better as a network is, is only one example of countless networks that exist in our personal and professional lives yeah. through social media or through old fashioned things like to the telephone or letter writing or, or, um, uh, Jody there in the comments said, uh, a postcard, uh, Anytime we act, anytime we leverage the networks that we have to stay connected with others, whether it's been a week or it's been a year or it's been you know 10 years, leverage those networks uh, and and just you know, as Liv Chan would say, be a reacher outer. If, if someone's on your heart and mind, they're there for a reason, Livia would say. And so Livia does say. And uh, so if, if they're there, reach out and just let them know. You never know where that's at the very minute, at the minimum, that spark is going to make a pause, a guaranteed, a positive difference to the person receiving that note. And you never know where that relationship if rekindled might lead. Oh,
0: so good. I love those feel good moments. And, you know, we get to send little gifts and treats and postcards out all the time. It's a huge core value, you know, of wanting to help people feel special and appreciated and Jody I'm so glad that first of all we're so glad your surgery went well and then second of all we're so glad that we had any part in mm-hmm. bringing some joy to your life after the fact during your recovery it's so wonderful to, to have you a part of the family Jody you know, you know what? the
1: expression little things mean a lot right Ray and mm-hmm. it, it, it they really do I, I think we vastly underestimate uh, the major impact that small actions like that can make a, a text uh, a note a card uh, a, even like a wave on one of our social media, where like those small things, they make an immediate impact and cumulatively. Imagine we talk talking about a green heart extravaganza. You know, cumulatively, those little things add up to, well, honestly, a revolution, a, re- a revolution of of uh, of kindness and a revolution of uh, fellow feeling among anyone that chooses to engage. So uh, I'm all for it. I love it.
0: Let's transition into some celebrations. As we do that, we'd love to have you share uh, the Daily Drop-In wherever you're watching, maybe maybe specifically with some green hearts to share the love and appreciation for others. Brad, we're going to start with the holidays for today and then transition into, I know the good news story. Today is August 20th. Is that true?
1: No, what's Uh, today? Yep, that that is today. Yeah, on both sides of the board.
0: Made me nervous. Okay. August 20th is a big, big day. There's a lot of holidays. Yeah. I, I think that one of them made me very anxious. And the other, I was like, okay, I, I can get on board with this. So I just want everyone to know today's World Mosquito Day. That made me very anxious to hear that. Brad, do you have any thoughts on um, mosquitoes as a as a animal that exists in the world?
1: Ray, a naturalist will tell you that a mosquito... Uh, provides some kind of important link in I'm sure. the in in the food web uh, and yeah. i will tell you that i believe that they simply exist to torment uh, uh to torment other living things and so uh and look at the investment that all of our families make in in repellent or things that zap or things that blow or fan or like you know uh, um i am not a fan of mosquitoes let that be said
0: I know me neither. However, I do feel like while I probably would prefer that mosquitoes weren't around me ever, World Mosquito Day, I guess I'm glad everyone deserves a holiday. You know, it's like, okay, fine. I do believe that they must have a scientific need in our world. So I do appreciate them for that reason. So of all days today, we'll have a slightly increased appreciation for mosquitoes because it's their day. So I'm going to let that happen.
1: I'm just um, seeing. This, sorry, this just in. Uh, this, the slogan for World Mosquito Day is uh, World Mosquito Day. It really bites.
0: <laughs> See, Brad, this is why I love being live with you. Um, you're you're just the best.
1: <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> All
0: right, this is the holiday that I actually um, feel like I can get on board with. Uh, Brad, are you a pie lover? Do you like pie? Pie what? over
1: cake. Pie over cake. I'm just gonna say that one last time. Pie. Over cake. Pie is greater oh. than cake. Yes. Oh, I'm
0: I'm not sure that I'm not sure that I agree that that's a much deeper discussion. I don't want to ruin our friendship over this. So okay. I'm just gonna let you know
1: yeah.
0: today is chocolate pecan pie day. Oh I thought that would be something oh. worth celebrating on a Friday. If you're looking for a sweet treat on a Friday, you've gotten through your week, you're sharing some appreciation for entering into the weekend, hopefully getting some rest. Go get some pie.
1: Uh, butter tarts are huge in my neck of the woods and uh, I love them uh, with raisins, with pecans, with chocolate. And mm-hmm. to me, a, a pecan pie is just a giant butter tart and I know the recipes will vary regionally and I've had some amazing pecan or pecan pie in my day. And so I am always up for pecan pie on chocolate, whatever it is. How, um, do you,
0: how are you supposed to say that chocolate pecan pie day, chocolate pecan pie day? Is this a I whole
1: other like? It, it, I would I would talk to Alex because if there's if there are any crayons nearby, <laughs> um, Alex could could draw you a poster mm-hmm. with the crayons, That's true. uh about the pecan pie. Um, and I think it's tradition it's traditional at least here in Canada to put on your running shoes before you eat the pecan pie and draw it with your crayon anyway we can we can okay, go on you that are, right.
0: yeah you are getting off track this is from a daily drop and we had what was that a few weeks ago where we just debated how to pronounce words i'm gonna go on record and i feel confident saying this as we get into our good news story yeah i think it's pecan because pecan sounds very aggressive and sharp i feel like pecan is is more like welcoming and warm. I, I don't know, that's where I'm going. Yeah, um, he Alex says in the comments, it's pecan. definitely a regional pronoun- yeah. pronunciation.
1: Okay, so it's so much. I mean, pecan pie is like just a smooth, sweet, glorious, oh, glorious flavor. So, pecan is more becoming to that whole experience. And I, I noticed that uh, Karen says you do not say pecan because yeah. I think as, a, as an experienced camper, pecan. Is a completely different thing altogether. I, oh my gosh! I don't, I don't want any pecans in or around my dining table when I'm trying to enjoy some pecan pie.
0: Definitely not, Brad. I think that it's time for some good news.
1: Fantastic, and I, I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I was really inspired by mm-hmm. all of the conversations with our daily drop-in guests, and one thing that really uh, came to mind was just. All it takes is is for you to show up as yourself, just as all of your co-hosts did this week, right? Just showing up as yourself is Mm. the key. So I was looking for something that was kind of, you know, really thoughtful, really deep to kind of reinforce that. And, And all I got is a story about a cat. And then I thought, hold on a second. We have so many animal lovers, animal devotees and pets and other animals add so much to our lives. And they're part of our network. Of relationships too. So here's our good news story for the Wait, day. Uh, Brad. I hope yeah. this is
0: the same cat story we shared yesterday because we did not do a deep dive. I would oh. love to have you highlight this again and do a deep dive because we just skimmed over the surface. Is this about a black cat?
1: It is. So I guess it's worth mentioning. It's worth mentioning twice. And I and uh, so this is uh, this is the, the this is the daily drop ins first repeat good news story. I, guess. I like it.
0: Because we just skimmed the surface okay. of it. I think we could tie this in beautifully as a Friday wrap-up. So I'm in.
1: Uh, that was an awesome pivot, Ray, by the way. I appreciate that. Uh, a black cat is being hailed as a hero after it helped rescuers find its 83-year-old owner who'd mm-hmm. fallen into a ravine. This comes from sunny skies, with Z.com. Mm-hmm. Um, searchers noticed the cat, Piran, sitting near the gate to one of the cornfields meowing at them incessantly. Um, and, uh, the, uh, the, the owner had fallen into a ravine, uh, was un- unable to get out and, uh, and peer in the cat, saved the day the police wrote on Facebook. And so, um, I, we have a pet at home, we have a dog, and I know that many of our Teach Better family members and anyone watching has a, a special animal in their lives. And, and what I'll say about animals is, is I, I don't know if I could count on my dog, Charlie to, to bark enough to attract anyone's attention to rescue me if I fall into a ravine. Heaven help me if I fall into a ravine, Ray. But what I will say is um, pets are uh, restorative. So, I mean, you, they're, they're they're little creatures that you look forward to seeing at the end of the day. Uh, they are, you know, little creatures in our lives that that love uh, and uh, share affection unconditionally. Um, and they're also a wonderful point of connection. We talk about those connections of networks. If you're a pet owner, whether you're a cat person, a dog person, You've got a ferret, or or, or heavens, a boa constrictor. Uh, it's it's something to talk about that 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 brings people together. You know, connection with animals is part of our human experience. And so I'm really grateful that uh, Pier the cat was able to save its owner. But uh, I, I think cats have a reputation of sort of being aloof, detached. Like, yeah, okay, human. Uh, yeah, you do your thing. I'm going to do mine. But it sounds like the relationship that uh, the elderly owner de- developed with Purin may have saved the owner's life. And imagine the gratitude afterwards.
0: Oh, and I, you know, I love any opportunity to talk about animals. I think that that's such a an open door to be able to walk through with with anybody who you're trying to foster relationships with, because everybody has an opinion on animals, and that I think that allows us to to really bond or or begin to have a bond with with other people. One of the things that I'm really excited about that I haven't heard a lot about this year, so I want to challenge our network. What about class pets? I would love to hear about fish that might exist in classrooms that are a part of the teach better family geckos lizards i i know that there's been rabbits i've seen so many beautiful animals that have graced you know the the students learning and you know um learning experience of being a part of of that and whether it's in the classroom or even the mascot of the school building you know animals can offer so many different elements Brad, have you ever worked in a building where there was a service dog that, that was there for social and emotional support?
1: I sure have. As a matter of fact, one of our current faculty members uh, is a, she, she adopts and fosters uh, potential service dogs. And so uh, in her home, she helps the service, uh, the potential service dogs, the service dogs to be, to become acclimated to the home and to have all kinds of experiences sort of out in the world to try to determine whether they are appropriate to take the next step to service dog university, which is an actual thing. So yeah, we have, we, we've had this, we we've had uh, our, our, our faculty member, Debbie has had, uh, I believe two puppies who make regular appearances in the classroom and uh, COVID has kind of put the brakes on all of that for now. But um, what, what an amazing connection Mm -hmm. within our school building between Debbie her puppies and, and and kids have an opportunity to see that the dogs grow and change their, their capabilities and, and their, um, and their skills change as well. And there's something so soothing mm-hmm. about having a familiar uh, animal in your midst. It, it really is incredible. And it, it's all about that connection again.
0: You know, Brad, I'm sure this is completely derailing our conversation. So I want to apologize in advance for this story. But um, In my classroom, I always wanted a class pet and mm-hmm. I, I, I truly felt like I mean I'm a huge animal lover. There was always a space that I I wanted to welcome into class pet. It never quite worked out. There was about 1,500 reasons why that wasn't an option for me. And so my solution, Brad, was not to give up on this on this dream. I went out and I bought um, a relatively life-size ceramic penguin, mm-hmm. and that became. My class pet in my classroom, and I introduced this penguin. Uh, his name's Blimpy. As as our classroom pet, students would refer to needing to, you know, go sit by Blimpy or or needing to take a break to, to talk to Blimpy. Blimpy held all of our secrets every single day. Um, there, this was a very uh, big commitment that we've had in my in my classroom, and and even when I moved um, up to our my new area of this year blimpy has come with me and he is a staple in my life right now so I know I often talk about how I have two dogs in my life but I also have a very important ceramic penguin
1: I think of all the layers of modeling and relationship building that that goes into what you're sharing about blimpy so I mean here you are you're an educator you're sharing that desire to have something connective an animal in your classroom uh, that's not possible for whatever number of reasons so you pivot you shift and say okay we're, we're we're going to tackle this a different way. So you, you didn't give up. You're, you're 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 shifting your approach. You're modeling that creative problem solving. You bring in an item to the classroom that your stated intention is for that item to be connective in your classroom. And lo and behold, you you speak that into existence. This is Blimpy. It's a ceramic penguin. Heck, it could be a beach ball. Uh, it could be a lunchbox. But this is something that's going to connect us. And and then you 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 let so you let your heartfelt connection and and interest. In having Blimpy be a touchstone for the class, you let it unfold, and 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 the kids responded like that's Just that's pretty good work there, Ray
0: Well, and it's important, you know. My my former students would come back and say, "Hey, I'm just here to you know say hello to Blimpy." I mean, this was this was a commitment level that we were all in, and I just find it so funny. And this is the lamest conversation, but for Love those it. of you who are trying to welcome animals into your into your lifestyle. I, I encourage it. Ceramic ones work too, and and you know what? I think, and I don't know, but I'm pretty sure I was the only teacher in, in a number of students' lives that could say we had a we had a class pet that was a penguin. So, I
1: I, I can almost get no. I know that you are an incredibly talented middle level middle level math educator, Ray, but I can nearly guarantee you that if you pulled say a, a random group of, of fifty of your former students from over the years, they may not remember a a lesson on on differentials or algebra but they'll remember blimpy and and this is part of the opportunity of, of being an educator whether you're a classroom teacher or a principal or anyone in that role or even as a parent or caregiver it's about it's about making a memory it's about something that brings your class community together in a unique way you said you're probably the only teacher that has to remember penguin and and that's what made your classroom unique and something to look forward to. Yeah. Does your, does your math teacher have a ceramic penguin named Blimpy? No. Well, mine does miss Hewart's class does. And I'm a member of Miss Hewart's class. and I'm a member of that community and blimpy is ours. So anyway, I, all, I all of that is just so connective. I love it. This is exactly the conversation that I'm here for. <laughs>
0: Alex is asking how you spelled Blimpy. This was a massive debate um, all for for a long time. We actually eventually had a student create a plaque. So there was no more discussion, and it was like in stone of how you did it. Alex, it's the first way you spell it with the IE at the
1: end. That was like, like the subs. Do you, do you have Blimpy subs in the U.S. or
0: wait? That's where it came from. But I've what? never. i I've, I've only seen them once in my life. A Blimpy sub. Um, store It's like a subway, but it's not. I mean, it's its own company. But when we got Blimpy and he was a new class pet, there was a big debate on what to name him because obviously this was his name for life. You can't rename a penguin every year. That would be get very confusing for the penguin. And the we decided to name him after the sandwich shop.
1: Uh, one one tradition we had uh, the school year before last, Ray was uh, I, I adapted an idea that I that I'd seen on our, one of our networks, and I invited our staff members to contribute pictures of their special pets at home, uh, mm. and so it was a, a bulletin board display that invited kids to get to know their their teachers and staff members through the animals that they loved, and uh, it was really connective for our for our for our faculty. It was really really connective for our kids. Uh, it sparked conversations among you know kids and teachers who wouldn't normally interact like you know i've i've got a ferret just like you or i've got two black kids just like you or you know, you know your goldfish is so cute that kind of a thing uh and i positioned it in an area where people were were like an entrance door so people are walking by it every day and then again it's it's the little thing but it's going to accumulate over time the, the better you know people uh the, the easier it is for you to be able to reach out with something connective um especially between kids and adults we want to we want to Wow, we want to champion those wide connections within the building where we're all making connections with everybody. So that's just an idea that I'll throw out there, and I, I want to give credit to the to the original the poster. I'm not sure who it was, but I'll I'll share a photo of that bulletin board uh, along with the link to uh, to the cat's meow uh, the cat's meow story we shared again today. I'll share that back in our uh, in our teach better feed.
0: That'd be awesome. We're going to transition here to a brainstorm bank. Here's the deal. Alex wants to see Blimpy and Blimpy is truly right there. Like I can see, I can see him. He's, he's seated with me right now. I don't know in this brainstorm bank commercial, if I can stand up, grab him and bring him back at the same time. So I'm not sure if we should risk it but Alex, he's like not small. Um, I'll I'll show you how big he is because I feel very
1: committed to, to to giving you as much as I can in yep. the story. Ray, if you're if you're not back in time, I'll cover until you and Blimpy can make an appearance. You think
0: so? Okay, oh, so absolutely.
1: we're we're gonna click this
0: commercial for Brainstorm Bank here, guys, to continue to wrap up our conversation of relationships. I'm gonna launch myself across the room to, go to <laughs> Blimpy, and we'll be right back.
1: That was amazing. Uh, unbelievable.
0: So, wow. this is, what do you think? This is good, right? Oh,
1: captivating is what well. it, it, it's a blimpy is a lot bigger than I expected. That's amazing.
0: He's huge. Ooh. Wow. Huge. Yeah.
1: I've he never was... seen anything like that ever. Uh, you know, like a, a serrat, and it's probably life size.
0: It's, it's quite large. I will tell yeah. you, I feel like it doesn't even do it justice on camera how big. No. He is. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's
1: incredible. And, and I, I, I kind of agree with Alex. I mean, if, if, if Blimpy was to become a fixture on our, uh, a staple on our, on our Friday drop-ins, I mean, I would welcome Blimpy as, as a third co-host. He's and,
0: too big. How would you position him here? There's two.
1: Well, Ray, if anyone can find a way to, to work Blimpy into the decor in a way that's, aesthetically pleasing and educationally sound it's probably you my friend you can well we'll it.
0: just we'll leave him here but anybody tuning in to this segment you know wow, we're right? we're we're whatever 40 minutes into yeah. to daily drop in this morning you all are gonna like need to explain why there's a penguin in the background i just want to be clear
1: or i just want to challenge that you may not need to explain because it just is and it feels right it feels right
0: Oh, Karen's great. We're not body shaming Blimpy. No, he's just, you know, he's very tall for his age. I just
1: he's he's robust.
0: Yes. If you're if you're listening to Daily Drop In, by the way, on the Teach TeachBerry Talk podcast where you're just listening, we just want to apologize right now and for all things. ridiculousness for Daily Drop-In, but we'll just leave him here for now. It's a brown ceramic penguin, and I'm so thrilled that on a Friday morning we were able to incorporate Blimpy into the Good News segment. That's what life's all about.
1: It sure is.
0: Yeah. So we're now in our brainstorm bank section. We are running so behind. We've gotten so off track. I have a feeling that this is just how Fridays are going to be friends for not only a lot of reasons because it's Friday, but I'm blaming Brad. Um, Additionally, (laughs) you (laughs) you guys know how today works. Our brainstorm bank is all about intentionally fostering discussion around things that you as an educator are trying to find the solution for. So you can always head to teachbetter.com slash brainstorm bank. There's a Google form there. You can submit your name and your question at any point in time throughout the day so that we can be here to support um, whatever brainstorming you need within 24 hours. But also if you're in the comments, you can share questions with us. Our theme this week has been relationships. We've been able to dive into that a little today, but Brad, there's been so many suggestions shared on relationships. I'd love to hear any element, any suggestion, a really tactical strategy that you feel like is valuable as educators around the world right now are trying to foster relationships? And, and this is relationships not only with their stakeholders, with their parents and possibly with leadership, but colleague to colleague and student, you know, student to student as well.
1: I sure can, Rhea. I've been thinking about a tactical strategy that that really works for me. But mm-hmm. I also want to say that it it has everything to do with that concept of energy management. And so mm-hmm. a, a day like today, maybe it's your, your first Friday of the first full week of school. Or may, anyway, maybe you're just dead teacher or dead educator tired. Uh, my, my tactical strategy is called let no one pass unacknowledged. Uh, And so it's a, it's a tactical strategy that I use as a school leader. Uh, And honestly, it's, it's a strategy that I use in the community with, uh, with, with neighbors, or if I'm going into a store, just, just, it's, it's, the idea is that as you encounter people, you are intentional about making some kind of a connection, whether it's eye contact. A smile, a nod, a really quick greeting, or as you get to know people better and better, say in your school building or in your neighborhood, uh, it's asking about something, it's remembering something that they said or shared with you previously to keep the conversation going, and mm. uh, that is something that is both technical and, and and intentional that really takes very very little time on our part. But I will say it does take energy. Uh, not all of us are are, are hardwired for that um, for that intentional connection. Especially if we're stressed. If we're stressed, we're in our heads. We, we've got to do this, that, or the other. I've got to do this first, then I've got to go there. And that's all completely natural and completely human. If you catch yourself in your head without interacting with others, that's okay. That's, that's oh so human. What, what's important is to recognize that even if you take one extra opportunity to acknowledge someone that you pass by, whether it's a, a, a colleague, uh, especially something I promote with our with our staff members is, is make intentional contact with kids that aren't in your class. Uh, make mm-hmm. sure that they know that they're among a family of educators that are connected uh, and mm-hmm. that care about you. Uh, that pays off dividends, especially in our yards when kids are all over the place and maybe they encounter a difficulty or an injury. We want to make sure that they're comfortable connecting with a wide variety of adults, uh, not just their classroom teachers. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's my that's my tactical strategy, Ray, is let no one pass by unacknowledged. And so I I'd challenge our, our listeners, I challenge our viewers to uh, to make an intentional connection with someone today that you might not normally or just someone that passes you by in the hall or in the parking lot or in the community. And, and we talked earlier in the, in the, in the broadcast about uh, these small intentional acts that, that make uh, a huge difference, a difference that we may never know. We, we may never know what that hello or hi or how are you or what that moment of connection may mean to someone experiencing difficulty who really, really needs that. We would never know the impact that we make. So that's my challenge. Well,
0: I love that challenge because I think that we all move throughout our day with a lot of things on our mind and to to carry a a little bit of a self challenge for ourselves to say anybody that I walk by I'm going to acknowledge I'm going to make sure that they feel seen. I'm going to wish them a good morning. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's actually when people say you know, what's your favorite part of being a teacher? I love the content. Sure, I, I love the 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 moments of the aha moments like holy cow, those give you all the warm and fuzzies. But I have to tell you, I love the the morning walking down the hallways and saying good morning to students, colleagues, anybody, I mean, we're not just talking about other teachers you work with, but anybody in the entire school ecosystem walking down the hallway in the morning and and just smiling, saying good morning, waving down the hall. I mean, those are really special moments that, that we can't just let us pass us by, right?
1: Agreed, and, and, and as, as a school leader, I'll say, Ray, that I, I feel that tension a lot, especially when things ramp up in the office in terms of phone calls or needs or emergencies. And so there there are some times in the morning, which is that key connective time, when I I, I feel that tension. I, I, I know that I want to be intentionally present for staff members, community members, when they arrive, I want to you know help get their day off to a great start. Uh, but I also you know, feel that tension that there, there's stuff that's got to get done. And sometimes those things can't get ignored. So whenever, you know, whenever I can invest in being intentional and being present to welcome people in, that builds up a bank of goodwill where they know if I'm stuck in the office and can't get out to welcome them, they know that I still care and that I would be there if I could. Uh, it's mm-hmm. all about building up that positive relationship and, and building up that Trustworthiness, especially if you're new, uh, a new school leader or a new faculty member to a building, it's it's doing what you can to be connected up front, which will pay dividends later on when you need to make a withdrawal on that goodwill account.
0: Well, and it's not only the concept of trying to give to somebody else, right? That that's really a, a beautiful focus of of being intentional as you walk by, is trying to give positivity, share appreciation, share love for people that are walking by but this is also something that could shoot, that could fill you up as a person as well. You know, there's so many different times that we discuss things that that fill up our cup, right? Things that that allow us to feel better about our day so we can better support others. And one of the elements that I like to joke about all the time is knowing your superpower, knowing what's the quickest way to fill you up to recharge yourself. It, it might be, you know, 15 minutes with the family oh my gosh if you get 15 uninterrupted moments with the family oh you feel so re-energized like you could take on the world one of the pieces could be you know going around and sharing your appreciation for others saying good morning to others in the morning yes you could skip it if there's an emergency in the office of course but but you also could make an intentional decision to almost always be there because you know that that's going to start your day off on the right foot. And so knowing those things, not only for others, but also for yourself is going to help you form better
1: relationships for sure. 100%. I can't tell you how many times I have been saved from a stress spiral where mm-hmm. I've been in my head uh, by making it. Okay. So my, the antidote for me to that stress is to look outwards for opportunities to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, we, If I'm feeling disconnected, isolated, or lonely, you. you The antidote to that is by connecting, we Mm -hmm. connect by connecting. And so, sorry, I just going to go back like uh, so many times I've been saved from a stress spiral by just Mm -hmm. stopping and going out and seeing what I can do to lighten the load for others or, or, or to connect with others. It gets me out of my own head, interrupts Mm -hmm. intrusive thoughts, interrupt, interrupts repetitive, um, unhelpful thoughts mm-hmm. uh, and changes that you can change your own trajectory. But I love what you said there, Ray. If you know what your superpower is or know what your super battery recharger is, uh, mm-hmm. turn to it uh, and just see what the results are.
0: Oh, I love it. You know, Brad, this is a perfect time for us to recap the week a little bit in case those of you tuning in right now didn't catch all every single moment of the daily drop ins that we've had all week long as we're live every morning Monday through Friday at 7am. I'd love to recap some of the dialogue on the suggestions of relationships before we end our time all together. So we'll be right back as we kind of like recap the week and talk about all the wonderful strategies that have been shared thus far. All right, friends, as we conclude our daily drop-in on this beautiful Friday morning, thank you for joining us for all the the laughter, all the goofiness that we've been able to do. Brad, this is is truly, I don't have a lot of power in how daily drop-in goes. This is obviously something that the team puts a lot of heart and soul into, and I just get to pop on camera and be a part of it. But Brad, I knew you'd be good on Fridays because we have just laughed our way through this. I thought it would be good to kind of reflect back on the week that we've had thus far and talk through um, all the strategies or or at least a few of the key strategies that have been shared about relationships. That sound good to you?
1: I'm right here for it.
0: Awesome. So Monday morning, we started earlier this week with the incredible Dr. Dave Schmidow and uh, Katie Miglin. They came on to talk about relationships and they had a lot to share during their time. Um, they focused on being intentional. They had so many suggestions from a multitude of perspectives. I mean, Dave not only has been um, a teacher, has been a principal, has worked in the unit office as, you know, a superintendent director of curriculum instruction. But Katie is, is living and eating and breathing it right now as a classroom teacher. And they were able to go back in a beautiful manner, back and forth, talking about how they can foster relationships. We then got to come together on Tuesday. That was a very special day where Liv joined us. Livia Chan from the Teach Better team joined us uh, from BC, and she was able to talk about small, little 30 second choices that you can make to celebrate somebody else. I know Brad, we've even referred to that where you send a text message to tell somebody that you appreciate them or you take two seconds to write a note, a postcard and you throw a stamp on it and you know that it's gonna go make someone's day. She was able to give us a lot of very small, small, small moments and and kind of challenged us that if it only took you a minute, why can't you choose to do it more often? That was a really powerful discussion there on Tuesday. When it comes to Wednesday, Wednesday, we were able to celebrate Faheeda Day with Hunter Flesh, who is an incredible third year educator. He's entering to his third year. He's a wonderful podcast host, and he was able to talk a lot about the questions that he enjoys asking on his podcast, how we can use that skill set to ask questions to foster relationships with other colleagues in his building or other students in his building, one of my favorite things he challenges to do on Wednesday was to try and ask people a question throughout your day that you truly believe no one has asked them yet that day, or no one has asked them ever in their life. So really providing like unique moments to get to know one another. Did you catch that segment, Brad?
1: I sure did. And a connection that I'm making when we talk about, um, uh, Uh, Olivia Chan's suggestion and uh, Hunter's suggestion. And I I see Karen's suggestion here in the comments. It's it's about establishing a workflow. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's about establishing a routine or tradition, uh, a revolution uh, for yourself that works for you. I mean, Hunter's got that go-to, uh, I'm going to ask a question no one's ever asked. And uh, I think of uh, Martin Silverman, one of our, our Teach Better family members who reminds us of the importance of the second question. So the, the first question gets you started off. It's the second question that invites you to go deeper. Uh, and that 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 routine for Hunter is that's a winner. Ask something that someone, no one's maybe ever asked before and, and, and see where the conversation takes you.
0: Mm, so fun. Megan was able to join us on Thursday everyone knows Megan from the Teach Better team she runs our ambassador program she also is starting at a new school this year in a new community in a new uh, area that she's never lived in before so we not only talked about relationships from an authentic level of, of her actually walking into a new school building this year with new colleagues and new students But we were able to kind of dive into how relationships can be sparked from asking questions and having dialogue but they can also be sparked by creating environments creating activities for relationships to be formed by working in a collaborative environment she focused a lot on you know being brought into a institute where she was put on a team and so she was working with team members and also creating breakouts for students to be able to engage with one another the first week of school, uh, to be to be able to learn about the people in their classroom through a mystery activity. So there is a wonderful element there of not just discussions being a way to foster relationships, but yes. beautiful collaborative environments too. Uh,
1: it, it, engagement is key. Uh, and, and And Megan is as authentic as they come. So I can imagine sort of the Uh, the stresses that would come for anyone who's joining a new faculty or new neighborhood, or even, even a new grade level. Uh, The key, and I know that Megan embodies this is to show up as yourself. Uh, There's all kinds of pressure we can put on ourselves to be a certain way or to do a certain thing to, to fit in. It's okay for us to take the lead on how we want to be received and how we want to be known and remembered simply by being authentic and, and, and not being, too shy about sharing what our gifts, our strengths, as you said, Ray, our superpowers are Mm -hmm. so that people, you know, people in your new community know it's, Mm -hmm. it's a good thing that you're there and know that it's good to approach you. You don't, it's okay. It's okay to give yourself permission to be authentic, be your authentic self. And as you're working into those new situations, gosh, be kind to yourself, Uh, give yourself grace and space, as Jillian DuBois would say. um, And, uh, and as uh, uh, Lindsay Titus would say, um, you show up as you. You are the, you are the uh, irreplaceable uh, element in any interaction. And so when you show up as yourself, um, you are the gift that you're bringing to others, even to a brand new community. You're, you're there for a reason.
0: Oh, so powerful, Brad! I don't even know that I'd be able to summarize our conversation on Friday. Um, I think that if I, I'm so glad that we're at the end of the week, so I don't have to like go go live again tomorrow for daily drop in and be like, let me tell you what Brad and I discussed because I don't think it's possible. Yeah. There's been yeah, we went hot from hot uh, we
1: went from penguins to pecans to crayons to uh, black cats and ravines, and we we were all over the map. But man, what a what an awesome journey! What an awesome map to be on with you, Ray Hewitt.
0: Okay, to be fair though, Brad, you also challenged us beautifully to kind of kind of conclude our, our discussion here of relationships, of yeah. not letting anyone go by unseen. I love that mentality, something that we can all challenge ourselves to do today as we walk down uh, the hallways of our school, not only in the morning, but even throughout the day, that at any point throughout the day, Don't let somebody walk by that doesn't feel seen by you. Say good morning, say hello, and smile and continue to foster those relationships with teachers just do so stinking well. Brad, next week we are shifting our theme. You know, every single week for Daily Drop-In, we have a theme that we'll be able to bring to our incredible Teach Better family. This week was all about relationships. I hope you guys go back in case you missed any of the fun and go connect with the incredible people that are a part of our Daily Drop-In segment. Next week is focusing on the bookends of your day: starting your day with success, ending your day with success. We have a lot of people joining us. Brad, you'll be back on Friday next week to um, bookend, I guess, our discussion. Um, so, so good, excited to do that alongside you next
1: week. Fantastic, awesome. uh, Ray. As as educators and others approach the weekend, this is mm-hmm. this is the time, if you can, to to reconnect with the people and the things that that fill up your tank. Uh, educators give so much to everyone all the time, uh, as, as much as you can make sure that this is your opportunity to really invest in the relationships that make the most difference to you and, and the ones where you're the irreplaceable equation, whether it's a member of your family, uh, extended family, a neighbor, whatever it is, however you connect, make sure that you give yourself permission to recharge this weekend.
0: I love it. Recharge this weekend, friends. We'll be back on Monday morning with The Daily Drop-In. We're live every single morning, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Central. We stream on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And obviously, after the fact, these are always saved on those platforms, as well as being converted into an episode of Teach Bear Talk podcast. We believe in you. We hope you have a wonderful Friday. And if nothing else, we hope that your day is full of green hearts and love. Cheers to your last sip of coffee as you begin your day. And we'll see you again next week.